Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning. It's me. Best part of the year. You get up, it's warm, and today we were graced with the sun. Maybe June gloom is coming to an end this week. Most likely the coast will will wake up to sun at least earlier in the morning. There's nothing like getting up really early in the morning, you know, that 5 o'clock, and the sun's starting to peak out at 5.30, quarter to 6. It's just nothing like that. I'll keep saying that, and when you're sick of it, I'll keep saying that because it's the truth, and uh, that's kind of the, the mission of the show. There's a lot of poppycock running around on both sides of the fence, holistic and mainstream, and usually the best things in life are free. And getting up at 5 a.m. and getting to where you need to be to have the sun come up and have those currents and those rays from the sun hit your being, that's where the money is. That's the smart investment. I swear by that. It's been my experience. Not that I haven't spent many, many, many years laboring in academia. You know, the high science, so to speak, on all fronts, listening to some great stuff and a lot of nonsense and a lot of misguided science. You know, last week I put on the show, I think I'm going to do it again this week, an interview between Charlie Rose and Jim Watson, the guy that, you know, double helix, DNA, one of the great scientists of the last hundred years. And Charlie Rose back, this is like about 20 years ago, this interview, he's asking Watson what is great, what Watson's great regret is. And Watson shakes his jowls and says that we haven't done anything with cancer. I think cancer is just cancer. I mean, for me personally, and I'm sure you share many of you, the personal aspect to it, because who doesn't have someone that's close to them that died of cancer or who doesn't have someone that's close to them that's suffering with it now? I mean, it's everywhere. It really is where the medical focus ought to be. And uh, Watson says we haven't had the best minds work on it. He said this to 20 years ago. I doubt it's changed. And there's reasons for that I don't want to get into, but I bring it up because Watson regrets that we haven't gotten too far with it. And I think that's still true today among rising statistics. Now we're pushing one out of two. 40% will get diagnosed with it. If you look at the number of people that run into it after the age of 60, it's pretty crazy. Now, I point to you is there's the sunrise. It's these simple things that, yeah, okay, fine. You keep your checklist and you go, yeah, been there, done that. Get up in the morning, get some exercise, got it. What you're missing and what I emphasized this morning is 
Those are art forms. Art forms. It's not something you do on the checklist routine. You see, this is the sabotage of the age of technology. Information technology, which is in its own way wonderful, has deceived us because it's robbed us of our perceptive depth. Depth. We are growing in culture, in test tube, a young generation of teenagers who lack depth. Their genes are weak because the soil is weak, because we shelter them from true experience, because we put them in cocoons, because we tell them to hide under rocks and not meet life. We give them all sorts of messages and we're brewing a weaker breed. They are more shallow. They do not have the character. And I think across the board, people kind of agree. Maybe not people who are 18, but any of us after the age of 50 kind of know something's missing in the matrix of what we call our youth. And this is very integrated into information technology because you Google it up, it spits it out, and you figure you got it. So when Dr. Medici says, up at 5, to the beach at 5.30, to the woods at 5.30, to the vortex at 5.30, to the vacation somewhere off the west coast of England or the Bosque region of northern Spain or the beach of Normandy or wherever because something special will happen there. You just check that off on your list and go, okay, what's next? And you miss the point. Information or or. Knowledge is not about data acquisition. And we are brewing a shallow breed of Homo sapien now that's going to buy that lie. And this is the problem. So when we look at cancer, the statistics of which are, you know, we got something to deal with here. When we look at cancer, you can't checklist it because everything you're supposed to do is an art form. And that requires a consciousness that has more depth. Depth. Great article in the Atlantic Monthly about 20 years ago on what Google would do to us. The Google search engine. This is why if you come into my office and you talk to me about your research and I ask you what research and you, well, basically expose the fact that you've been doing data acquisition on your search engines, I double the fee. I double the fee. I tell you, I'll double the fee if we're going to have that kind of ridiculous relationship. You get punished, penalized. I don't know how else to say it. So what does this have to do with cancer? We're looking at cancer in the holistic tradition as a series of checklists and yeah, I'm going to do that. And yeah, I'm going to do this and we're not bringing depth to it. That being said, another little show on cancer today. This is my third one. We had a wonderful seminar last week. We did it at the, at one of the whole local hotels. We had about 60 people. I'm going to continue tomorrow. I'm going to do part two of the seminar. We've got an overflow 
I like smaller groups, no more than 60. So what about cancer? I have an I have a article on the website. I put it there. I know it's there because I'm staring at it. Called the Extracellular Matrix Remodeling and the Development of Cancer. I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care how sick you are. I don't care what mood you're in. I want you to understand what I'm about to tell you in a nutshell. And that is that this article cites multiple examples and references multiple experiments where, now get this, so I'll get straight to the point, multiple experiments where they take a rat and they give it cancer. They give it cancer. And then they go into the rat's organ that's got the cancer and suck out the cancer and transplant the cancer, the tumor cells, into healthy rats in two groups, young ones and old ones. Guess what? In the young rats, the cancer that they inject, transplant, goes away. And in the old rats, it doesn't. In the young rats, their immune system eats it. It doesn't grow. It's gone. That's the end of it. Finito. And in the older rats, the old rats, the cancer keeps growing. So I'll repeat that because I know, you know, it's morning. I have on the website an experiment by Kirigaswamy, Saini, and Jigaraswamy. I think that's out of state. It's not Smith and Walensky. The article in Stem Cell Reviews and Reports, that's the magazine, extended to us by Springer, Springer Science. The title is Extracellular Matrix Remodeling. That means the cells in between, the space in between the cells. Extracellular. Remodeling, which means how it changes, and the development of cancer. And again, the experiment, to cut to the chase, is simple. They take a bunch of rats, give them cancer, go into their organs, the liver, suck out the cancer, and inject the cancer into two groups of rats. Young rats and old rats. And in the young rats, the cancer disappears, and in the old rats... The cancer keeps growing. And what the article concludes, obviously, is there's something going on in the extracellular matrix, the space in between the cells. There's something going on in the older rat that allows the cancer to keep growing. And there's something going on in the younger rats that breaks the cancer down and stops it from growing. That's huge. That's massive. That should shake the world. It should shook up the world. And it's not just money and that it doesn't lend itself to the kind of money that immunotherapy lends itself to. It's not just that that causes these types of experiments to just collect dust and go unheralded. It's not just money. It's the scientists 
And the doctors don't respect the article. Because the article has, da-da-da, here's my point, depth. D-E-P-T-H, depth. This is an article that asks you to have the depth to recognize the significance of it. Now, you talk to your average oncologist today. They have no relationship with this article. Because if you get, and again, I quote that book. I refer you to that book by Pissinger. The extracellular matrix as a biological, I put it on the website last week. The extracellular matrix and what goes on in it as the basis for biological medicine. We ought to be looking at the difference in the ECM, I'll call it, between the rat, the baby rat, the young rat, the teenage rat, the rat in its 20s, so to speak, and the old rat. By the time you're an old rat, age 60, age 70, age 80, the difference between you and the young rat at 16 or 17 or 18 or 20 or 25, the difference that we're citing as critical as the difference between does the tumor grow or doesn't it grow is the extracellular matrix in the young rat is, to cut to the chase, clean. And in the old rat, it's filthy. In the young rat, if you go to my website, which, by the way, is straighttalk.cc, and you look at the tide pools there, if you go to the young rat and you look at the estuary in the ocean on my website or any of those sort of little tide pools or estuaries or waterfalls or sea caves, that's the extracellular water, so to speak, matrix, so to speak, I'm talking about in a young person. It's clean. And if you go to the older rat, and many of us are older rats, it's like the water on that bridge there between San Pedro and the 405. That hell I mentioned to you I was on the other week. What is that? You know that? I don't even want to remember the name of that freeway between San Pedro and the 405. What you take across through the Long Beach port. To me, I go to hell someday. That's where I'm going to be right there because that is hell. Compare that to the pictures on my website. Or growing up as a kid, the Gowanus Canal. Any of you New Yorkers in the audience today remember the Gowanus Canal. My dad and mom and my brother and my sister, we'd drive from Queens to Brooklyn, go over the Brooklyn-Queens Expressway, and look down at the Gowanus Canal. And my dad would always tell us, no fish are in that water. Nothing can survive in that water, which to me was mystical and eerie and freaky-deaky and disgusting. When Giuliani, the last good mayor we've had in New York City, unlike the disgusting slobs that run New York today, New York City, that is, as well as the state. When Giuliani came to 
to office, they cleaned up the Gowanus Canal. They made it livable again for fish. They put billions of dollars into draining the pollution out of the Gowanus Canal. I mean, this is a major thing. Is your extracellular space like the clean waters on my website? Or is it like the Gowanus Canal? Is it like down by the Long Beach port? Is it like the canals of Venice? Is it ungodly filthy? Well, if it is, one thing in the human organism that the cells will do is lay down fibrin. Fibrin is one of the great drivers of the matrix that cancer uses when it wants to grow. You have to have a fibrinous extracellular fluid. And of course, when people study this, they talk about all sorts of genes, genetic cascades, that would explain the difference between the old and the young. And of course, whether those genes are active or not active, latent or dormant, is of course in response to the terrain. So those of you with a bit of education in this, when you laugh at the epigeneticists basically stating that the differences in the matrix are still genetic differences, sooner or later you end up understanding that whether a gene is on or off as an epigene, meaning that gene which controls acetylation and deacetylation, methylation and demethylation, controlling the expression or suppression of the genes that cancer needs to grow. Sooner or later, you're going to get to the environment. You're not going to get around the terrain. Do you read? And this is what we're going to be focusing on tomorrow in the seminar. I, by the way, have two spaces left. That's it. I'm keeping it to 25. It's going to be a lot more time for question and answer in this seminar as opposed to last week. If anybody is interested in understanding that, you know, smaller groups are better, but that's not the trend. I'm doing a, a Zoom on cancer at the end of the month, in addition to tomorrow, which is live and in person. But I'm going to do another Zoom at the end of the month. That one's almost booked out because I can go into my data bank all over the world for that one. And enough people know me, and they'll pay for seven or eight hours, question and answer, the development of relationships, what it takes to manage cancer when you get it. I said manage cancer. Your problem when you get cancer is management. It's not looking for the magic herb. You know... You listen to some of these imposters selling herbs to cure cancer. This is, like, not right. You can talk about an herb as an immunostimulator. You can talk about an herb as having powerful support in the fight to mitigate a tumor or eliminate a tumor. But you don't talk about taking an herb to cure cancer. And by the way, those of you that are in the field, whether you're aficionados or whether your life depends on it, Understand that when people stand up and go, I cured my cancer, we have spontaneous remissions of cancer. I've had clients that have had their cancer go away. I would be 
unethical to say I cured it. They happened to be under my care at the time. We happened to be working hard to get them healthy. But the bottom line is, is that there's lots of spontaneous remission. That means you don't know why it got fixed. You can speculate, but unless you can at will reproduce it, unless you can at will determine who will and who won't, or at least keep this with high probability, unless you can do those things, you can't depend on spontaneous remissions. And that, unfortunately, is what circulates in the holistic community a little too often. They accumulate data from spontaneous remissions, and, then, and spontaneous remissions happen. You know, Bernie Siegel, when he did his book, you know, on laughing your way out of cancer, yeah, the book is a laugh if you misinterpret it. Bernie Siegel's book, and many of these people, that either they experience a remission of cancer or they tell you how to do it, that's good stuff, don't get me wrong. But generally, when you do, the, and you, you do the homework and study the case studies, you don't really know why. So, off the literature, the hard science, something's going on in the extracellular matrix of people, of animals. That you can't deny, and that's where you have to bring depth perception, which is my point. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, I got it. Yeah, extracellular matrix, I wrote that down. Uh, that has something to do with uh, curing cancer. Okay, got it. W what else? Uh, what about noni? You know the herb noni. What about your uh, mitochondrial dysfunction? It's all this stuff people throw around when they're being given something massive, but they're in checklist mode. I want you to catch this. I'm not being tongue-in-cheek. You have to understand you are being seduced into superficial, rapid speed, high speed data acquisition searches to give you a sense that you're getting closer to the truth and you're just going down a rabbit hole, which is not to say high speed data acquisition isn't fantastic, but it's not honing your sensibility towards catching that which has depth. Aren't you glad I'm going to put this one on, on uh, the website later? If you're new to the show, I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. This is Straight Talk on Health. There is no show like this in America. I mean, I scan everything. YouTube, all the search engines, the seminar forums, the up-and-coming scientists, the old and dead scientists. There's nothing like this show. But like I said, you've got to bring some depth to the show or it makes no sense to you. It'll go right over your head because you're sitting there back in the Stone Age going, uh, but, but what herb do I take? He didn't tell me what to do. And we all know that moment when we talk to people and however patient and articulate and well-defined we are and loving and the rest of it, it's all going over their head. All right, great. Well, that's the way it is. That obviously is not my audience. I can dummy this down into stupidity. And I only say stupidity because if you're looking for a show that just talks to you about some therapy for cancer, you're out to lunch, man. You're going to be very disappointed. 
it's not that that therapy isn't good potentially. We're going to get into a lot of this tomorrow. Pancreatic enzymes, are they great for cancer? Of course they are. Different forms of immunotherapies, checkpoint blockers. Are these good for cancer? Of course they are. I counsel clients to go out and spend the fifty dollars to $100,000 to do therapies, immunotherapies, on checkpoint inhibitors when the genes flip the wrong way, and they may have to go out of the country. I send people to Seagot out in Germany to spend fifty dollars to $100,000 to develop a vaccine, and I do it from day one under the supervision of medical doctors and scientists who do this in the United States and outside the United States. I don't do it. They pay me to help manage their case to figure out how to build the weapon system. You have to understand that with cancer, you have to build a weapon system. You have to develop a response. You just don't pick one thing. It doesn't work that way. But that's not what the marketers are going to tell you. Whether people are marketing herbs to you, oh my God, it's 1025. Well, all right. I hope I sparked your interest. I've got a couple of spaces left, 714-850-1007. If you can't find 150 bucks to do this seminar, I don't know what to tell you. Except that I do have a Zoom coming at the end of the month if you're out of state and listening to this show. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Ciao. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.